Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs not to lean on our own understanding. Pastor J.D. reminds us that when things don't make sense, turn to God. His plans are bigger and better, and his view of the world is outside of time. He sees it all from the beginning to the end in a glimpse. You have nothing to fear. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 22nd, 2021. Then he said to them, verse 10, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines and pestilences in various places and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But, verse 12, before all this, speaking to the Jews in the tribulation, they will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues, Jewish synagogues, and put you in prison. And you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. And so, verse 13, you will bear testimony to me. And I want you to pay particular attention to verses 14 and 15. Actually, put them in your hip pocket, because we're going to need them in a moment. Verse 14, but make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. And here's why. Verse 15, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. Verse 16. As I read verses 16 through 18, I want you to think about how this is already playing out. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, and sisters, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me. But, and I love verse 18 so much, not a hair of your head will perish. I am claiming that promise right there. Do you hear what Jesus is saying? He's saying the persecution will come. The Jewish people will be persecuted. They will be handed over to the synagogues. They will be betrayed, snitched on, if you will. But do not worry 
about how you're going to deal with that or defend yourself in that, because I'm going to give you the words and the wisdom. And, they, and I'll give it to you at the time you need it. This is the thing innate within us is this desire to walk by sight, not by faith. I want to see it. Lord, I, can I get it now, before, so I know it's there, when I need it? No, JD, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to trust me. How about that? I mean, I just, I have to wait on you and trust in you. Yeah, it's called faith. Faith is the antithesis of sight. But see, our problem is, seeing is believing. That's the problem. It's not seeing is believing, it's believing is seeing. Don't worry. Yeah, but Lord, I know. What am I going to do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. Okay, what, tell me. I'm not going to tell you until you need it. Sometimes God will deem it necessary to withhold tomorrow's manna today. Because see, like with the Israelites, they had to trust every night when they went to bed, that when they woke up in the morning, there would be manna there. And Spoiler alert, there always was. There never was a day that there was not manna. God always provided. God always, but it required trusting Him, believing Him, putting your faith in Him. Here's a question that I would humbly ask you to think through with me. If we're already beginning to see that which takes place in the tribulation happening before the tribulation, then how close are we to the tribulation? I think the question sort of answers itself in the sense that this pre-rapture persecution is an indication of just how close we are to the commencement of the seven-year tribulation. And if the Lord is telling them then not to worry, because He will defend them in the tribulation, how much more so should we now not worry, knowing the Lord will defend us before the tribulation? I know it's a well-known, often quoted verse in Proverbs. We sing it, we say it, we know it, we memorize it. But I think it's apropos for such a time as this. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Actually, it, it sort of comports with Philippians 4, 6, and 7, because it's three in one. I'll explain what I mean by that in a moment. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. He'll straighten out 
this mess. He'll straighten it out. But there's a prerequisite, actually a threefold prerequisite, like in Philippians. It requires first that I trust in Him with all my heart. It also requires that I don't lean on my own understanding. That's a biggie for me. And isn't it true that when we don't understand, that's when we do the third one and acknowledge Him? Oh, now you're coming to me because you you made a complete mess out of this thing. Lord, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I don't understand. Lord's up here. I do. Come to me. I'll straighten it out. See, you've been trying to do it yourself in your own strength your own way. And all you've done is made it worse. (laughs) I know this is shocking, but I don't need your help. I'm I'm talking about, these are the conversations I have with God. I should say He has with me. JD, I love you, but you want to help me? Don't help me. Just get out of my way. Let me have my way. You're in my way, because you're trying to do it your way. And your ways are not my ways. My ways are infinitely higher than your ways. So we do three things. He does one. Trust in the Lord with all our heart. Acknowledge the Lord in all our ways. And don't lean on our own understanding. We do those three. He does this one thing for us. He'll straighten it out. Philippians 4, same thing. We do three. He does one. What's the three? (laughs) Thank Him for anything, pray about everything, worry about nothing, and He will give us the peace that only He can give, that surpasses human understanding. By the way, that's an interesting and easily missed, because it's the peace of God from the God of peace. I love how that's the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul. It's the kind of peace that says, I don't care what's happening. I don't care what your boss just threatened you with. I don't care about that pile of bills sitting right there. You can have peace, because it's the peace of God, and it bypasses that, it surpasses that, it transcends that. Because this peace that Jesus said, I come to give, it's not like the world gives. See, the peace that the world gives is predicated upon what's going on in your lives. You know, I can have peace because everything's good right now. Man, if you live your life like that, you're going to have peace maybe three minutes a week with the way things are right now. No, this is the peace that God gives, the peace of God from the God of peace that's not contingent upon those things. I mean, it's not looking good, but I can have that peace. And it keeps my heart in check, settles my heart, calms my heart and my mind. That's a biggie. We're going to talk about that more. I want to expound on these two verses, so take them out of your hip pocket, verses 14 and 15 of Luke 21. Understand that 
Jesus is not only encouraging them to make up their mind, now hang on to that, to not worry beforehand. In other words, this is a disciplined mind, because God's not given us a spirit of fear, worry, anxiety, but of power and of love and of a disciplined mind, a sound mind. It better understood as a disciplined mind. You know how you discipline your children? You've got to discipline your mind. You can't just let any thought come into your mind. You've got to discipline your mind. Because if you're anything like me again, and I suspect that you are, your mind will go off. I mean, you have this amazing ability to manufacture and create the most ominous scenario, most perilous set of circumstances, if you let your mind go. No, you discipline your mind. You tell your mind, sit down, boy. Some of your minds, they they need a good spanking. I'm not going to let that thought in. Take every thought captive. Catch it. No entry. You cannot come in. See those thoughts, they want to come in and sup with you and you with them. And we let them. We let them come in. Make up your mind, a disciplined mind, not to worry. This is a decisive, conscious effort on our parts with our minds. We love the Lord our God with all of our hearts, all of our minds, all of our bodies, all of our strength, all of our soul. We, we leave out the mind part. That's where the battleground is. It's in the mind. So, verse 14, he says, make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. That's what we're to do. And verse 15 is why. Because I, I will give you the words. I will give you the wisdom. And here's the thing about my word and my wisdom, by the way. (laughs) None of your enemies are going to be able to contradict or resist because this is my word, and this is my wisdom. God's word, God's wisdom. Jesus has already given us the words and the wisdom to defend ourselves in this pre-rapture persecution we're all now facing. And I know you don't want to hear this. I know I don't want to say this, but it's very likely that this persecution is going to intensify in the days ahead. You know, as yesterday in my time with the Lord, meditating on (laughs) these men of God like Abraham, even David. We're talking later in life. They'd already proven themselves faithful and withstood the trials and the tests, and they were faithful. And Abraham particularly, I mean, he's old, and God still tests him. And you would think, 
God, come on, man. I mean, why? Because Abraham has been faithful. I mean, give him a break, man. He's, you know, he's going to be a hundred years old. You're still testing him. Now, some of you are sitting here going, that doesn't encourage me. (laughs) You mean I'm still going to, yeah. But here's the thing. You don't think you're going to be able to make it through that trial. And then God, as only He can, gets you through that trial. And then on the end of that trial, you look back on that trial, and here's what you say to yourself and to the Lord. Wow. Lord, that was, I don't ever want to do that again. But wow, Lord. That was amazing. Like God's going, I know. (laughs) It's I'm God, so that's why. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 12, verses 11 and 12. Now, speaking to the Jews, when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, do not worry about how or what you should answer, or what you should say. And here's why, verse 12, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. You mean I have to wait till then? Yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of like the 11th hour, I know. That means I'm going to have to trust God, precisely. Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I do. Lord, I don't know what I'm going to say. I'll give you the words to say. When? When it comes time. You're going to be saying, have you ever had this happen? I know you have. Where you'll be talking with someone, sharing the gospel with someone, and it's kind of like, you're talking, but you know that's not you. It's the Holy Spirit. You're going, wow, this is good. It's not me. It's kind of like, man, I need to record this. This is really good. (laughs) God is speaking through you, for you, instead of you. He's giving you the words at that very moment to speak, because the Holy Spirit knows what you need to say and what they need to hear you say so many times. I'm like, Lord, you better take it from here, because if I start talking, I'm going to just totally mess this up. So you start, and I actually have a prayer before I teach. Overrule me, possess me, overpower me, speak through me. I say, Lord, when I put my hands on that pulpit, you take over. Because if you don't, it's going to be disastrous. So what is the word, what is the wisdom that we ought to say? It's the word of life, such that we choose life. And this jab, so-called, It contains the tissue from 
aborted babies. And for those who are going to be requesting a religious exemption letter, which we'll get to in a moment, just bear with me, this is the basis upon which the request is made. This is what they cannot refute or contradict. Before I get into this, I really need to first share my heart with you on this matter, if you don't mind, just briefly. Whenever you bring up abortion, it comes packaged with condemnation. And I want you to know, if you're sitting here in this church, and you've had an abortion or been a part of an abortion, God forgives you. You do not let the enemy continue to condemn you. This was last Sunday's teaching in Hebrews, by the way. Maybe somebody's online, and I mean the guilt, the shame, the regret. is just killing you. God forgives you. And by the way, you'll see that baby in heaven, you know. So this is what I wanted to share, and I've been inquiring of the Lord about it all week. Many of you know that we learned in the eighth month of pregnancy that our daughter Noel had what they called trisomy 18, which is a third copy of the 18 chromosome. And it was full trisomy 18. In other words, she had a third copy of the 18 chromosome in every cell of her body. And the medical community said, uh, this is incompatible with life. And of course, when we learned of this, we were devastated. I mean devastated. And I have to confess to you that I actually asked the Lord to take our daughter home from the womb, because I was Talk about fear. I just, I didn't want my daughter to die in my arms. That would just be too painful. And so it, I, I prayed, Lord, it would be so much easier if you would just take her from the womb. Because you've had many babies that we've lost in utero that we're going to see in heaven. One baby we lost in the second trimester, miscarriage, ectopic, we had them all. They told us that we had a 50% chance of Noel being born alive and not stillborn, and only a 10% chance of her seeing her first birthday. And I got to tell you, I, I didn't know this then, but I know this now, and maybe this is for somebody here or watching online. What I came to find out was that when you have that time to bond with your baby, it brings about a much needed closure. The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. 
Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mideast Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us. We're called to unashamedly boast about our Savior and plant the seed of hope which Jesus promises to water. Share Jesus with someone today and join us for another edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update right here on In Spirit and Truth.